is a global co-working and conference community, we've had our fingers on the pulse of co-working since 2012, and we've connected thousands of operators, both in person and online. On the Juicy Podcast, we talk with the people making it happen day in and day out. Let's get to it. Hey guys, my name is Liz Elam and I am the founder of Juicy. I'm also slightly obsessed with the future of work, currently getting a graduate degree in foresight from the University of Houston and fascinated by how our industry is changing. So I wanted to take an opportunity and run through a recent presentation we did on the fundamentals of flex space and kind of where we see the market at today and kind of how it's changing and where we see it's going. So sit back, enjoy. This one's going to be short. Okay, so, you know, it all started kind of back in the 1960s when there was this thing called serviced office. It was also called executive suites. And in the 1980s, we saw the change in the term really over to business centers and a big explosion in part due to our friends from Regis, now IWG. Then in late 1999, the term co-working was first used. Co-working has been growing steadily for the past 10 years with a focus on community and collaboration. And by steadily, I mean like hockey stick steadily. And then COVID brought along a shift to flexible workspace. And this is a new term being used to describe shared space or space as a service. This is really a tipping point where real estate has fully embraced this industry, which has been humming along forever, but now has been irrevocably changed due to COVID because we've all just completed the largest work from home experience and things have changed. You know, for a long time, there was this thing called telecommuting and that then became teleworking. And then people used to remote work and then they had remote jobs. And all those are really just a fancy way of saying they worked from home sometimes. And now work from home has morphed into work from anywhere or WFA. And you're hearing a lot about hub and spoke and hybrid and hub and spoke and hybrid are just terms that basically explain that you're going to be working in a different way. So instead of going into an office, you might go into an office for a few days a week. You might go to a third place. You might go to a co-working space. You might go to a flexible workspace and you might work from home a couple of days. But it doesn't matter what you call it. The point is that this industry is in fuego. It is on fire, my friends, and it's going to continue to be as workers decide where they want to work. Instead of your employee telling you where you're going to work, you're going to decide what works best for you. And that's kind of awesome. And then those corporate headquarters are going to be redesigned. They're going to turn into project space, event space, training space, space that you go to for a purpose, not just to do standard work. Your work that is your own purpose-driven work will be doing done wherever you want to do it. It's kind of cool. So one of the things I get asked about a lot is like, okay, but what happened to like WeWork and Notel? Well, you know, WeWork really saw explosive nonsensical growth due to SoftBank. SoftBank put in an incredible amount of money and then asked Adam to be crazy and he delivered, but it wasn't sustainable. It wasn't smart. And then kind of the Adam effect happened where of course, just like Scott 
Galloway said in the Hulu documentary, if you tell a young man with billions of dollars that he's Jesus Christ, he's going to believe you. So, you know, now we've got a SPAC situation. They are down from a valuation of $47 billion down to $9 billion, down to, I think, $5 billion now. So they're going to continue to decline as they shed locations, you know, shear up their operations and figure it out. Notel, ooh, super interesting. They assigned a myriad of leases at the top of the market. They were doing global expansion, and then they had a hostile takeover from Newmark. And then Newmark bought in some management bros from WeWork to run it. So am I excited about their future? No. Will they be in real estate play? Sure. IWG is interesting. You know, a lot of people are out thinking that, oh, they're declaring bankruptcy. No, they're not. They're not wasting a crisis. They're using the global pandemic to restructure. They're entering new markets like wing, retail. Pretty sure they just bought Coworker. So they've got money and they're making moves, which is super smart. And by the way, this is the fourth time they're utilizing this tactic. Bankruptcy and an economic downturn equals Time to restructure at IWG. So don't discount them. They will figure it out. You know, Convene, they've got great leadership and rotten timing. They were very New York City heavy. They were event-centric. And I'm not really sure I'm loving the pivot into event management software. Seems pretty far from what their core was. And then Serendipity Labs, you know, they typically go into Class A office space. They were also leasing at the top of the market, but I wouldn't discount them. I think they've got some moves to make still. Who are we watching and who are we loving? Loving the office group. If you don't know them, they're out of London. Their spaces are beautiful. They're well run. Got their hospitality down. Of course, industrious. They're killing it. Hub Australia is making moves, signing management agreements. Expansive workspace, which used to be novel. And before that was something else. Um, I'm sure they'll become, you know, Zen space next or something. But um, they are buying their buildings and and they are putting their brand inside their buildings and looking for management deals. So smart. JustCo um, at Asia Pacific, they are doing a lot with technology that I like. Um, they're, they're somebody to watch. Great Room has beautiful space founded by or co-founded by a woman. Beautiful design. I love their spaces. So some people that you're not watching, but you should be, are Premier. They are quietly taking down 100 locations. Sounds like they got a war chest. Lifetime. Why aren't we talking about Lifetime? They don't just have gyms. They have workspace and they know how to operate. So they are building a lot of locations, but you never hear anybody talk about them. Same goes for Soho House. They recently got a bunch of money. They have Soho Works. They clearly know hospitality. And I think they're definitely someone to watch. Office Evolution, VentureX, and Hera Hub are, I think, all smart. They are all expanding its franchises and licensing. And, you know, we've got more demand coming our way than we know how to meet. And if these guys make the right moves, they'll... They can go places, but I would never, ever discount a regional player that makes smart, calculated moves like Common Dust. They, they took over Texas before they moved outside of Texas. Nick is doing a lot of management deals. Definitely.
definitely one to watch. So let's talk a little bit about the U.S. market forecast. I would never, ever, ever bet against New York, Seattle, or San Francisco, but they will all lag behind the rest of the country simply because of how affected they were by the pandemic and by social unrest um, in Seattle as well. So nobody's betting against New Yorkers. We're just saying they're going to lag behind because they had bad luck. That's all. Corporations are slow to make directional shifts. Think of it as that boat in the Suez Canal. You know, it takes a long time to move a large organization. They will look at hub and spoke via aggregators. They will look at hybrid, sometimes the office, sometimes home, sometimes third places. They are going to be using co-working and flexible workspace like crazy. I was just talking to a gentleman the other day and his wife had gone to a co-working space for the first time and she was like in love in one day and had gotten more done than she had gotten done in the last month at home. And that is going to be a story we hear over and over and over. So corporations are going to make a big impact on this market. I really think June, July, and August are a lost cause. I think literally everyone's going to go on vacation and there's going to be a ton of pent-up demand after that because they're going to need to get back to work. But in the U.S. anyways, we're all going on vacation because we can. Sadly, we can't go much out of the U.S. or it's kind of risky to go out of the U.S. So a lot of that will be just in the U.S. September, October, everybody's going to be dipping their toes in the water. We're going to see a change in corporate travel policy. And then November, December, we've got holiday distraction, possible spike in cases, variants, and the needs for booster shots. I hate to be that wet blanket, but, you know, it could happen. And if we've learned anything in COVID, it's it could happen. You just can't assume that it's all going to get fixed. So that means the spring of 2022 is when the roaring 20s come back. It'll be 2022 and people are going to be out expanding, shopping, buying, growing. It's going to be phenomenal. Summer 2022, we're all going to Europe. Get ready, Europe. We're coming. And then the fall of 22 will be the new normal. So how is the rest of the world doing? Canada is really lagging behind. They're still shutting down. They're annoyed and they're justified in that. England is doing good. They've got their first shots out, seconds lagging behind, but things are starting to get back to normal. People are back out in the streets of the pubs and in June, they'll open up officially. Europe is very complicated and in general, not that great. France recently had to shut down again. It's spiking erratically, kind of a mess. Asia Pacific is doing great. Australia, New Zealand, back to normal. Latin America, it's simply brutal. Brazil is just getting hammered. So is Peru. India is getting hammered really bad right now. And then, you know, the thing with Africa is it's very undercounted there. So with Africa, it's possibly where the variants are going to really take hold and come and surprise the rest of the world. So scary, but true on Africa. So what does this all mean? It means that we need to be utilizing this time to work on our plans for growth strategy. You need to be educating yourself and your teams on the new healthy building standards and improve your existing infrastructure and plan for growth. Look at air quality, your website, your lighting, your biophilia. How's your hygiene theater game? What are you doing to remove the barriers to entry? And if you're a corporation, what are you doing about that office? How can you downsize and reconfigure that space to make it inviting and figure 
invigorating and a great place that people want to come and collaborate. I think we're going to see a big surge in office vaccines. I think people will be offering them at the office. I think you need to educate yourself on the human resources around that. We've got a really great um, blog post about that that we did with our partners from Trinet. People are going to demand alternative space and we'll see a huge rise in that. Home is not ideal. It's not ergonomic. And quite frankly, it's a privilege. The office will primarily be used for project, meeting space, training space, and events. Traditional office space where the owner held all the cards and demanded long leases and bumped you all the time is over. That industry is ripe for disruption and the time for disruption is now. So there's going to be loads of empty space and lots of converting to flexible workspace. If you need help with that, you should definitely be on the lookout for our training called the Fundamentals of Flex Space. It's currently going on. If you missed it, don't worry. We are going to make the recordings available for sale afterwards because it's not just desk and coffee. It may look like that, but it's a very complex. The layout is not offices jammed up against windows. The technology is not what you're used to. There's different technology. You're managing humans now, not just space. If you need to understand management and partnerships or management agreements and partnerships, we've got that as well. So if all this seems overwhelming, you're like, wow, I really want to get into flexible workspace, but I don't know what to do. Hit us up for our training. We can help you out. And that's just a little, little bit of what's going on right now, what we're thinking as far as what it's going to look like this coming year in the U.S. and how people are getting hit by COVID around the world. I'll continue to keep you guys updated and we'll continue to interact interview amazing people on the Juicy podcast and on Workplace Trends. Our next session or season is going to be all about real estate. So that's coming up soon. And yeah, that's it for today. And I certainly enjoyed talking with you guys and I hope you learned a lot. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. I'm Liz at Juicy.co. Thanks y'all. Thanks y'all.